0: On this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock, marching along, we policy what's up with the latest consent mode news. Reddit makes an AI anonymous deal to provide Reddit user responses into a large language model. You've got a pop up. Google Ads is pushing one on one consultations in Gmail inboxes. All. On today's show.
1: Welcome, you are listening to Marketing O'Clock. Just stay tuned. Digital marketing news, but let's get specific. Digital ads, SEO, and analytics. Social media, and more. Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform. Your new shows every Friday. We give you the news with sass and puns, and definitely high tech. Thank you for tuning in. You know what time it is. It's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back,
0: keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld, aka Shep. I'm Nicole Waddington. And I'm Jess Bud. And it's officially marketing o'clock here on February 23rd, 2024. Hey everybody, thank you for joining us for a very special episode. It is ladies' night here on Marketing O'Clock. Greg Finn is taking his one annual vacation. We think he should take more. Mm -hmm. We miss him, but he needs to take more breaks. But we're here holding down the fort. How's everybody doing? Good. Good. What's new with you, Jess? Not much. Um, Just
2: continue to be schooled by my four-year-old twice this week. He has been correcting me. And I'm, like, proud of him for being smart, but he's being a little, like, snotty about it. So he was telling me the other day, we were in the car driving home. And he's telling me all the things that he would throw at a lion if it was in our house like a knife or a kettleball, like all these things i'm like that's great but you don't have to worry about lions coming in our house like they don't live around here actually mom there's some at the zoo oh and they gosh. could escape i'm like okay you win so then this morning He's telling me about this bad dream that he had, and that there was all this. We were in a car, and it was filling up with lava. First of all, I'm worried for him that he's already thinking about these things. Yeah, but I same thing. I was like, buddy, you don't have to worry about that. We don't have any lava around here. Mom, lava's everywhere. It's in the bottom of the earth oh i'm like yeah yeah i know but like we don't have volcanoes so it's not coming up here but still i feel like i'm proud of him for being smart but he's yeah. just like really like no mom you're wrong Like that is a scary hand. concept it is kind of but like imagine being in a car and it's filling with lava like i would wake up too it's terrifying yeah but probably more likely to get stabbed by a lion i
0: guess <laughs> i live really close to that zoo and i'll say to my husband like multiple times i'm like Dude, we live like half a mile from a literal line.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. You just throw a knife at it, you'll be okay. Like, it's really kind of scary.
0: It is. I never really thought of it before, but I guess you have. Gotta call Jack. Oh, yeah. your son next time.
2: It's okay. His name is Jack.
0: <laughs> What's new with you, Nicole? So I was inspired by Shep
3: last week, and this past weekend I went to go see Funny Girl, the same show she saw last week at Shay's. And Would you not follow that Fanny Bryson to the depths of hell? She,
0: she was, was amazing. So she amazing. Was amazing. I will say that.
3: The part that I saw though, because I am recovering from a little bit of a cold. Oh, please. And <laughs> and the entire show I could not focus on the actual show because I was just trying so hard to hold my coughs in and not be that person. It's the worst feeling. And I made it through the first act. It was amazing. Second act, I was like, okay. It's either have a coughing fit and get kicked out, or just take a little bit of a nap. And you made a choice. Let my body rest. So I just, I just closed my eyes. I was resting my eyes. (laughs) My ear, my ear was still working. I just can't relate.
0: Wow. Did you pay for these tickets? Yeah, that's an expensive nap. It is so hard for me to fall asleep at night. Like I cannot imagine falling asleep in a public place. But my husband's like that too. Like. I would never get in a car with him late at night. Like, he would fall asleep behind the wheel. Like, That's and terrifying. we always watch the Oscar movies together. Like, I've been updating you guys on the show over the years. Like, we try to watch them every year. Now it's easier than ever because they're streaming. But this year I've started keeping track not only of which ones we've watched, but which ones he falls asleep during. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so the record so far this year, I'm sorry to say, Eddie, he's fallen asleep during the holdover. Or no, he was up during the so He fell asleep during Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer. What? That was a good movie. I did watch that. Uh, Oppenheimer was really good. It's not a snooze fest. You need two nights. <laughs> and Past Lives, which was like a really nice romantic comedy. The only one he stayed up for so the whole time so far is holdovers. Twenty-five percent of the time he stayed awake? Well, like, we still have four. like five more movies. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, his track record's not looking
0: good. I know. <laughs>
2: do you like go to talk to him about something happening and then he's asleep on you or? i usually record him snoring
0: <laughs> I love that. before we get into the news this week i'm gonna excuse myself for a couple minutes and we are gonna bring on our resident data expert here at cypress north jack so bye everybody bye. okay hi jack Welcome.
2: Thanks Thanks for joining us for this banger of a first story. And when I say that, I mean boring, but we have to get into it because it's very, very important, especially for all y'all team PPC out there. So from Nicola Agis for Search Engine Land. She says, Google Analytics 4 has a new consent setting section that is now available to all users globally. The platform added this feature in preparation for the enforcement of Google's EU user consent policy or EU UCP, which will require advertisers to send it verifiable consent signals if they want to serve personalized ads in the UK and European economic area. Or eea so google says that this new page or consent mode if you've heard of it aims to make it easier for google analytics advertisers to understand that's a quote google analytics advertisers to understand how to set up consent mode and whether or not google analytics has recently received consent signals with their analytics data i'm just reading this word for word here you follow so far jack yeah i know this is your domain okay um so that's helpful but even more helpful and not quite as helpful as Jack, was a curated Q&A from the marvin Ginny Marvin. Get it. Um, She posted on X um, a really, really long post that says, All your consent mode, enhanced conversions, and other Google EU user consent policy readiness questions answered. She said she rounded up the top ones that she received this week and listed them all out. So the first question is the one that I think has been on everybody's mind. I know clients have asked us a bunch of times. We've not known how to answer this. Is there a specific deadline in March to implement consent mode v2? And has anyone
3: heard a thing on that?
2: We've just been saying sooner rather than later. Like, get your stuff in order.
3: And it's so funny because with the UA moving to GA4, they had a strict date and And a timer. Answer for
2: this? No, and there's not. And (laughs) Ginny says so. Um, She says I don't have a specific date to share, but strengthened enforcement will begin in March. Customers should take action by then. So congratulations, by the time you hear this, you have about a week. I guess the fact that she doesn't have an answer kind of speaks to the fact that it's probably going to be a slow rollout, but I will feel really bad for those initial people on the list getting dinged right away. Other insights she offered included clarification on the um, impact to ad performance if you don't implement consent mode, where you can implement your enhanced conversions after it's set up, whether or not it matters if you meet data thresholds for conversion modeling, And a whole lot more. It's a must-read, seriously, for anyone that's advertising to users in the UK and the EU. There's several follow-up tweets as well with resources and links and more questions and answers. It's a hot topic. It's a complex topic. It's an important topic. We thank Ginny for doing the Lord's work. But I want to thank Jack for doing Satan's work, (laughs) which is (laughs) better. Um, Because I feel like this is a really, really tough thing to navigate. And you've been a huge resource to us internally, but also to our clients. Mm And people need help with this stuff? Or you have a solution for them, right?
1: We do have a solution, but it's not a fun solution. Um,
2: no one said this was fun. <laughs> we just need no. to get it done.
1: <laughs> so really what this means is if you have any website traffic that's coming from users based in Europe, and specifically if you're targeting those users, you've got to have some kind of cookie banner on your website that allows users to opt in and out of advertisement tracking But if you're linking an advertisement platform like GA4 to your Google Ads account, you've also got to make sure that the European users have the ability to opt out of analytics tracking as well. So your first step is really going to be choosing a cookie management platform. There's larger enterprise-level solutions like OneTrust, but I know WordPress also has some smaller plugins. It all kind of depends on your specific business needs. really no matter the platform you choose you want to make sure all your scripts and cookies are accounted for so your google ads account doesn't get hurt Um, but the big issue is you don't want to run into legal trouble for violating any data privacy regulations like gdpr Mm -hmm.
2: okay so that i'm just gonna stop you for a second because i feel like that's a really really important call out i think that a lot of people think that you have a cookie banner you have a compliance plugin you're good to go but there's that huge piece on the GTM side of things that like you have to basically overhaul your account essentially to make sure everything is compliant, right? That's that's what you're saying, right? Because we've had a lot of clients ask if like what is enough? But you have to do all of it. Yeah. You can't just do website side of things. You have to if you're using another platform like GTM there's
3: work.
1: Yeah, so if you're using something like Google Tag Manager, you just have to make sure that all of your tags are flipping on and off based on the consent settings. And certain platforms, like OneTrust, have some kind of direct integration with GTM. So that makes it easier to reconfigure all of the settings for your cookie banner, um, but not as easy as you might like. (laughs) It's still a pretty manual process, and you've got to go through all your tags, test every single one, and make sure that you're not going to get in trouble for tracking someone when they don't want to be tracked.
2: So, Jack, say I'm one of these people who's listening and realizes they have a week to act and they don't know where to start. Can they call you? Can they call, <laughs> call Cypress North?
1: They can call us. <laughs> we'll help them navigate this cookie nightmare, um, go through and, and figure out what's the best platform that works and fits with your business needs.
2: Okay, so you heard the man. There's work to do and we can do it for you if you need help. Just go to cookies.marketingoclock.com to reach out and we will hook you up with Jack and he and the data team here at Cypress North can help you get through this mess, help you get compliant, help you make sure everything is okay and make sure that cookies are a delicious snack once again and no longer a nightmare. Hey guys, did I miss anything good? I mean… Something delicious. Yeah.
3: (laughs) You'll have to watch. (laughs) What else is happening, Nicole. right, so an unnamed AI development company has agreed to pay Reddit 60 million per year for access to Reddit's full data set and to be able to incorporate the Reddit user responses into its large language model. So, I mean, this kind of relates to something we talked about last week and how a lot of people are using Reddit as a good source of truth for product reviews or advice given the fact that Google SERP seem to be riddled with ads. Um, and so this would be really interesting if this unnamed AI company comes up with a way to leverage this data and, um, I don't know, compile all the wisdom yeah. of reddit
0: users into something that rivals traditional search it's crazy i just feel like reddit is that girl right now you know <laughs> <laughs> okay breaking ppc news here i don't know if this is breaking but i was just appalled by this one it's breaking hearts yeah <laughs> and as usual it comes from anthony higman Higman, thank you you're welcome from at anthony higman on x he says wow just wow <laughs> A client just sent me the screenshot of a pop-up in his Gmail account about setting up a consultation for Google Ads in his Gmail account. So this just happened, Jesus, S-M-H, (laughs) putting the Lord's name in vain. (laughs) So there is a screenshot here of the person's Gmail account. Most of it is blacked out. This isn't in the promotions tab. Mm -mm. He's looking at the primary tab and there is a little pop-up in the right-hand corner This is not what I think of as like a PMAX placement, right? I don't know what this is. look like emails. This this is just Google. Yeah. This This is is very pop-up-y. This is a
2: notification in the platform. Yeah. (laughs) Being Gmail. And
0: it says, get a free one-on-one consultation with a Google Ads expert. You don't have to start your own. Let our experts help you set your strategy, budget, and keywords. Sorry, I'm having some blindness here. And then you can pick no thanks or schedule. At least you can say no things. Yeah. Can we get this (laughs) placement? Oh, my God, Nicole. Can we get this placement? I know. I want this placement. I I feel like this could be kind of a small, just complainy. Like, we were, like, unsure without Greg's guidance what to put in the main (laughs) news here. But also, could this be a sign for, like, a new ad placement that we could be having soon? I mean, I want to think that. But
2: I really think that it's just Google being Google. And they're like, oh, you're a business Let me get at you.
0: Yeah. I also love how this was like a waste of Google's (laughs) time and impressions to show up in this person's inbox because they're clearly already working with the amazing team over at AdSquire. Fair point. But of course, they couldn't like upload people's email list to exclude because you can't do that with Pmax if it's Pmax. Joke's on you, Google. Anyway, (laughs) I'm appalled. I'm absolutely appalled. No, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's time
2: for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. All right. This week's Take of the Week, we will get to, but first we must set the stage. This is a post on LinkedIn from Anthony Tierney, and it is a screenshot of A Google Ads account. And Anthony says, Google Ads broad match strikes again with like the (laughs) emoji. And the keyword here is low-cost funerals. Okay? Which is already such (laughs) a sad. One click on this, by the way. The broad match search term (laughs) for this low-cost funeral keyword, mind you, for an 87 cents, whatever the cents version of pounds is, uh, CPC. How to
0: dissolve a dead body. Fantastic. I love how this met the, like, privacy threshold requirements that we were able to see it. Yeah. You know, what doesn't meet it?
2: That's that's true. (laughs) If we are trying to hide things for privacy's sake, this user is upset because (laughs) this user is trying to hide a body and you are just putting their queries out there. Oh, my.
1: Mm,
2: Not nice. Okay. So... (laughs) the take really should be google considering disintegration is a funeral option but we cannot let google win anything so th- we're going to call this a takeoff there were a million replies they are so funny mm-hmm. i don't i'm just going to read a few and we can pick but yeah. uh, all right so the first contender this is where i'm voting just spoiler alert from Lowe, Low, she says IDK, the logic is kind of there. <laughs> I don't disagree. Yeah. Right? They did it in Breaking Bad. Yeah. There were comments about that, too. I didn't um, know that because I haven't seen the show. <laughs> I didn't pick any of them because I didn't get the reference. Um, then Christian Ringzu says, did it convert? Which, A, was funny, but then Anthony Tyranny, who I feel like shouldn't qualify because it was his post, but he replied no. with negative, very tofu. <laughs> I'm sorry, he gets a nominee for that. Yeah,
0: very, right. very tofu.
2: Very. Um, <laughs> then, uh, pun of the year award goes to John Deiter, who says, sounds like a grave error. Oh my
0: gosh. Right? <laughs>
2: um, and then, um, Bibesh. Tretsa says, the average CPC is 87 cents. Oh, damn. And then, Anthony, I'm nominating you again because he says, yes, but funerals can be up to $4,000. Think of the savings. <laughs> <Yes>. Anthony. <laughs> like, I feel like Anthony has to yeah. win. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Just for bringing this to light and yes. bringing us so much joy. But you, you seriously, like... Check the show notes. Get this link and just read through the whole thing. I could go on forever with these replies. Do we
0: have like a new Anthony of the Year competition (laughs) heating up? Oh, wow. This is a solid Anthony. This is a solid
2: Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Hashtag solid Anthony. Um, Do we want to pick a winner? It's Anthony. I know, but which one? Negative Um, very tofu? I like negative very tofu. tofu. Okay. Yeah. Now it's time for this week's I See Why Am I. I see why am I, people. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked,
0: but you shouldn't have. I see why am I, people. I don't know how you see why am I this one. Me either. <laughs> Greg says we're not allowed to say what it stands for. Manahmani at Manahmani on X has a screenshot from his, he's setting up a new Google Ads campaign. This is so unbelievable. And it says, "So, which campaign type should I use?" And there's all these little boxes. You all set up a campaign from scratch, and like typically, the boxes are all the same size. This one has four boxes on the right: normal size for search, display, shopping, and video a little one-off center for demand gen, and then a box the size of four of these little boxes for performance backs in the first placement on the left.
2: Oh, it's a nice little tag that says recently used. used. <laughs> just in case you don't remember.
0: <laughs> you guys, this says it all. <laughs> this is really not what I see. Why am I supposed to be for? But I just wanted to say I don't know how to see why am I this.
2: Now it's time for this week's Pew, pew, lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid,
0: organic, and social. Okay, we're getting into the lightning round here. And before we do, <laughs> I clearly gave Nicole whatever disease I had last week. So she's got the role of TP now. It's a great method. Yeah. I'm onto it. We're going to see... Take a screenshot of where it is now. We're going to see how much TP is left at the end of the show, okay? She's running like a faucet. (laughs) First up in the paid universe... Google Ads is finally removing the, quote, confusing ad text issue for most users. So this is something that popped up when I was initially out with my disease, but apparently that did not protect Nicole. And it said there is currently a backlog for self-service appeals involving, quote, confusing ad text and other content quality labels. Our team is working through the backlog priority. That was on February 6th. As of February 20th, Google Ads is saying that this is fixed for, quote, most users, And I don't know if you guys mentioned this on the show. I did listen, but I was in a fever dream. Quote, the only known workaround at the time is for advertisers to upload new assets or edit existing assets to replace those that are currently labeled. Example, the text asset labeled (laughs) for confusing ad text buy now could be edited to buy this today and the new asset will not be labeled. Yeah, and, and I, think I
3: most advertisers already try to do that
2: yeah. to get
0: around. Anytime violations. anything isn't yeah. working for
3: me, I just change it to something
2: different and then like change, change it, it back to the original. Yeah. Like what world <laughs> do we live in workaround.
0: where that is the feedback that they're like officially providing for people? Clowns, but we're supposed to trust in you know the new Gemma AI model or whatever. To re- we didn't get there. Yet. I'm sorry, we're getting there. Spoiler alert.
2: <laughs> Next up I'm going to dissolve your body for 87 oh, cents Oh no I'm
0: just <laughs> Next up from Nicola over at Search Engine Land X's surge in traffic for advertisers is fake news They have reports claiming that 78.5% of the traffic from X to its advertising client websites Was identified as fake in a new report by cybersecurity forum Check spelled C-H-E-Q, pretty cute. (laughs) I have never scrolled more X in my life than I have this week because I had to find the stories for this show. Scrolling through Glenn Gabe, just like one day worth of his stories to try to find news. I saw so many terrible ads and I can confirm that nobody is clicking on these ads. Okay? They better not be. We're going to include a screenshot of this like drain saver thing, (laughs) closer Jess, do you want to tell the class what you thought
2: this <laughs> looks like? I don't want to say it again, but I will. It looks like a weird like a Muppet's nipple. Yeah. It's very yeah. or like someone was making eggs and their hair fell out at the same time. It's and not they served good. it to you. Like it's not Nobody's clicking these
0: ads. This is like Bert and Ernie grew yeah. up and at puberty. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> if you're advertising on X and they're talking to you about impressions, Clicks. Just be careful. They're liars, apparently. Okay. Next up, Google announces an update to the misrepresent misrepresentation policy. Just don't impersonate a celebrity or falsely imply affiliation with or endorsement by a public figure brand, or organization. I don't know what else to tell you, people. I've been saying it since day one. <laughs> <laughs> Buy it a nickel. <laughs> <Anthony Higman. laughs> he has a theory here he says so he thinks this is related to a recent ai generated content with celebrities that have been seen in youtube ads recently mm. yeah sketch so speaking of that after this week i feel like next time greg's out we should get an ai version of him we just can't run it in ads that'd be awesome that'd be fun that would be yeah. fun yeah. yeah yeah then he could pick the ICYMI. <laughs> <laughs> next up google will issue advertisers credit refunds after an overcharging error. The error affected a small number of campaigns within Display and Video 360 that ran from July to December of last year. So a way to get those refunds out in a timely manner. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> overspending, Meta is apologizing after ad delivery errors cause campaigns to overspend by thousands. So thank you so much for the apology Meta. You know, that's great. <laughs> full free, full refunds aren't guaranteed for affected advertisers. Part of this news story. How sorry are you? <laughs> You're not. You need to request a refund. The real hero of this story is Barry Hot at Bing Hot on X. He has a post on recommendations for how you can get your refund. He has a link to a report for Meta Support, an exact message that you can type in. Thank you, Barry. That is just, you are so giving. So we will be sure to include that link in the newsletter and again he is at binghot b-i-n-g-h-o-t-t on x next up more meta news there is a new uh, apple service charge for boosted post nicola from search engine land says when advertisers use the facebook or instagram ios app to boost a post apple will handle the billing process retaining 30 percent service charge on the total ad payment but advertisers can use Facebook and Instagram directly on desktop and mobile to access all features available in the iOS apps for boosting content without paying Apple. This is just mean. People who are boosting posts are small businesses without a lot of ad budget. Yeah. That is Scrooge McDuck behavior. And I'm glad that Meta is helping with this workaround so they can just, you know, pocket all that money for themselves. From Thomas Asell on LinkedIn. He says, Well, this is something new. Google Translate is now integrated in Google Ad Support. And he has a screenshot of a chat he has with someone from Support. And it says, You're connected with so and so agent. This conversation is automatically translated by Google. I think it was between Portuguese and English. Little peek behind the curtain Thomas said that he started his career on the Google Ad Support team as an agent. Who did knew? not know. He did not say when. But he shared some insights that I think are very interesting. He said an agent always has to state the minutes that he will need to research the problem. And if he doesn't know the answer straight away, he has to report the minutes. An agent has to ask you if you have any further questions. I have noticed that. Only if the agent provides you with a solution, can he, she put your case on status of solution offered and this counts as their target hit. So they have like that quota. Mm. And then normally an agent needs solution offer of 15 cases per day i fear this isn't the case anymore i'm not getting any you th- solutions i was gonna offered. say you no. think they don't have to hit that or that that i mean they might offer you a
2: solution it's just not good enough for you yeah. yeah
0: i just feel like there are a lot more solutions being offered back when thomas was on the team you know oh for sure it's not looking so great He's offering tons of solutions now we always have news from him yeah anthony Higman, corner here he has a screenshot from the serps where he did a search for, quote, work injury lawyer, and then he pressed the little bubble that said, this is kind of SEO adjacent. He pressed a little bubble that says near me, the refinement bubble, and then it switched the keyword to employment attorney near me instead of work injury attorney.
2: You know, it's funny you say that it's SEO adjacent because I had an SEO story that was very PPC adjacent. Oh, wow. Let's hear it. Also from Anthony Higman. Higman. <laughs> Thank you. And tables, they are swearing. You're going to need to edit it because I'm going to read it as – I'm going to dispense as written. I'm playing pharmacy here. This is garbage. When you press the free consultation bubble on a search for work injury lawyers, it changes the keyword to job lawyer free consultation. I'm sorry, but are you kidding me this is unacceptable and it is bad because a you're changing the intent like a work injury is very different than a job lawyer which anyway but the ads that are shown are then different so that's not cool either because you're like on this journey and you think that you're just filtering for a free consultation and if you're not paying attention, like people don't pay attention. They're not looking to see if their SERP change, or their query changed. They're not doing yeah, that.
0: But those lawyers are paying attention to the cost per click. You
2: Absolutely. Know? And Anthony followed up and said that they're watering down the results for advertisers. They're sending employment law leads to these advertisers who aren't looking for those types of leads and they're changing the intent of the keyword that people are now bidding on. And that is just crazy absolutely
0: crazy. I hate it. What's and crazy see too is that he's using title case in this whole entire post. Oh, he lives in title case. I
2: didn't notice that until today. It's one
0: thing about Anthony. Yeah. And then I tried to
2: type you both a message about it. And It's very hard to type like that. And I'm assuming he's doing this from his phone. It's I
0: hard. think he's doing it to differentiate himself from the other Anthony.
2: Mmm. Mm. Dunning yeah. for solid Anthony of the yeah. year award. <laughs> I need to write that down. <laughs>
0: well, thanks Jess, what's happening in organic? Oh, I get to keep going. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um Hey, I. There is a new oh, no. kid on the block. Oh, no. Um,
2: the new kid on the block is Google Gemma. And this... Gemini? No, 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 no. Gemma. Okay. Hey. <laughs> so here is a post on X from co-founder and CEO of DeepMind. He says, we have a long history of supporting responsible open source and science, which can drive rapid research progress so we're proud to release gemma a set of lightweight open models best in class for their size inspired by the same tech used for gemini so it is related to gemini but not name wise i think we did go through a couple weeks ago and come up with what gemini means but gemma means precious stone mm. oh. totally different but there's two of them there's like a gemma seven and something else i don't remember but anyway nice it's to meet better you better
0: than bard
2: it is. It is. And I do like that Like Gemma and Gemini kind of go together. They didn't acknowledge that, but we sure did. Speaking of Gemini, FYI, the Google Search app now has a toggle at the top that lets users switch between Search, which is still the default, and Gemini. So if you want to adjust your experience, you sure can. Keeping it with the machine here, Shop with Google AI has launched. Is kind of cool. The feature enables consumers to generate AI images of products that they're in search of, for example, a red dress, and then they can pick the AI image that they like best Google will then serve them similar looking actual products. So, if you like want to make something up that you think you want and you've never seen it, it'll help you find those things. That's
0: actually totally something I would do. Right? Well, my problem now is there's so many cute clothes for my toddler that should come in my size, and they don't. Well, they might. <laughs> I know. Bless you. <laughs>
2: They might. You could use this to try it Yeah. once it rolls out to everyone Um, because it's not for everyone. Barry Schwartz um, tried to use it and he said that he only sees it when he's logged into his personal Gmail, which is opted into SGE on the Google search app on iOS. Um, but also he did note that it only works with more simple prompts. Like he said, a blue flower dress, and he got some good ones. But then he asked for blue robot dress with dinosaurs (laughs) and got nothing, (laughs) Um, which, to be fair, is probably just too high fashion. You can't get it online. You have
0: to go to a boutique. Yeah, very trendy. Yeah.
2: Oh, Glenn Gabe, is this one of the ones that you found when you were scrolling X? So he posted – Whether you like it or not, the time has arrived. Chrome's Help Me Write AI functionality just rolled out with the release of Chrome 122. I just tested it to help with restaurant review and to post a comment on the blog post about Gemini. I did not publish it. He said, it's basic based on my limited tests so far, but I think we could see a lot more AI reviews and comments based on this. You just enter a few words click help me write and it outputs the content so he's got some examples too we can have the um, screenshots up on the screen if you're watching Last bit of AI news here. Google has updated its Merchant Center policies to clarify that AI-generated images need to have a disclaimer stating that if you're using AI-generated images in Merchant Center, Google requires you to preserve any metadata tags, which indicate that the image was created using generative AI in the original file. So basically, it's already there. If you have made the image using AI, don't go being sneaky and try and remove it. Not allowed to do that. Speaking of Merchant Center, Google announced that starting April 9th, it will leverage the minimum and maximum attributes for processing time within product data to give consumers a more accurate estimated delivery time. More accurate, still estimated. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. Um, this a- applies across both shopping and free listings. So make sure that your shipping attributes are correct before April because they're going to show up.
0: Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> April 9th. They gave a specific date for that. That's wow. nice. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice? Is that to- so hard, Google? Yeah. Right? <sighs> hashtag cookies. I don't know why I keep saying hashtag like it matters. <laughs> E-commerce folks, rejoice. Google has added new structured data for product variants. There's three new properties. One is has variant and then varies by. And then there's a product group ID, which just notes the parent product for said variants. So cool for e folks. Implementation, by the way, is notably complex, so they have also added validation support in Search Console and the rich results test, so you can check your work. More from Glenn Gabe, he said branded query data from Reddit, in case you missed it, based on Google Search Console data from December 2022 to November 2023. Reddit says that in 2023 alone, users added Reddit to Google searches more than 32 billion times. Reddit is that girl, right? <laughs> Speaks to that point. I feel like folks are just out there. I think it's interesting. Instead of going to Reddit though and searching for things, they're going to Google. That's and what searching I do for
0: Reddit. Yeah, I I will not get the app. I press look in Chrome every single time. Me too. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know how to use the app. I'm an old lady. I I concur, (laughs) only
2: because I share that experience. I'm not calling you old. All right, I'm going to read this one straight from the Schwartz's mouth. Barry says, "Article complaining. This is
0: more about Reddit.
2: Article complaining about being outranked on Google is being outranked by Reddit. Google responds that it wants to do better with ranking smaller sites amongst larger sites, only to see that article being outranked (laughs) by a larger site. Um, He's got the receipts." There's uh, the query is Google is killing independent sites and then Reddit is the first result and then an article by House Fresh, which is a blog. The interesting thing, though, if you don't think that that second result is more relevant, it is literally referenced in the Reddit post. So the original source is being outranked by Reddit Mm -hmm. and that's people's problem, right? So no one's necessarily saying that small things should always outrank large. Like, that's just not how the world works. The best content should win. Um, But Danny Sullivan weighed in saying he would like to see better diversity in the SERPs overall. And he said, as for the broader question of, let's call it, big site versus small site, I've raised this concern over the past weeks because it shouldn't be that way. And it's not always either. But yes, we should be rewarding the best content regardless of size. As I said, I hope we get better there.
0: Unrelated news? There's not always a segment, a segue. There's there's not always a segue. You got to just accept it. Well, but I I think it's related. That's the joke. Okay. Accept it.
2: it. (laughs) Um, Google appears to be testing a forums filter in the search menu bar. So their example shows Reddit. Oh. That girl. That's why I see it. It's my conspiracy theory that it's related. Uh, And then Larry Ludwig said on X, does this remove Reddit from the main SERP? I hope so. I would be down with that. But like probably not. Yeah. Just going to filter it for you in case you want to see more of it. All right, YouTube analytics has some new data for creators. When you check the revenue by format cards, you not only see the estimated total revenue for that format, but you also get a list of your best performing videos now, along with how much money each one has made, and that's available across shorts, videos, on demand and live formats. And speaking of analytics, FYI from Nicola for Search Engine Land, Google Analytics 4 is allegedly missing data from user acquisition and traffic acquisition reports due to a bug. Users report that data prior to September 6th is no longer available despite having it been in place for the for at least 2 years prior. I don't know. Data went missing. Great. Great. And the, <laughs> right? Isn't that nice? The bug has been submitted in Google's issue tracker. I checked it as of today. Some users are reporting seeing it back. But if you don't, there's a workaround, I guess you could call it that. Um, somebody else said in there that Google added a new default channel and changed all the reports to default to it. No idea the difference between default channel group and primary default channel group, but if you switch your dimension back to default channel, all your data will be there. So no word from Google in response to the article or on the issue report yet, but some users say it's fixed. Other users tell you how you can get it on your own. So check that out if that's happening to you. Speaking of bugs, this one was fixed within a few hours, but FYI, there was just chatter late last week that featured snippets had disappeared from the SERPs. Um, They're now back. So if you saw that and you were worried don't be problem solved all right for anyone out there using the google indexing api for something other than job postings and live stream content it is time to stop john Mueller posted on x that like the documentation has stated for a long time the indexing api has very limited set of use cases that are supported it's great to see passionate people try and do more with it but it's often for spam and low quality and b it's not supported. so just stop you're wasting your time and lastly here there's been some back and forth about how long it takes to possibly recover after a site has been negatively impacted by a helpful content update the general gist is that you have to prove value and that your site is actually helpful long term makes sense i don't think anyone is surprised by that what they were surprised by was a comment from danny sullivan that said it was possible to recover within a couple of weeks barry schwartz was curious about that whether he was had misspoke when he said that or if he misunderstood the question. So he asked for clarification. The final verdict from Danny is that, yes, this is a quote, it is totally possible but not guaranteed. Someone might see change from the helpful content system within a couple weeks. But he added that it is unlikely, and he said, I should have said it might take several weeks to several months or just several months. So there's a lot more here if you want to dive in,
3: search nerds, but
2: I sure don't. <laughs> so that's it for Organic. What's happening in social lads?
3: All right, first up in social, TikTok released a 34-page creative playbook that offers best practices for making high-performing ads on its platform. So go ahead and check that link out if you are running anything on TikTok, organic or paid. I'm sure you'll find some helpful tips. And YouTube has added a new range of music options to make remixes on shorts. Just as TikTok lost access Detracts from Universal Music due to payment disputes. Sorry, Shep. No Taylor Swift. <laughs> She's hard to get. So you can now tap Remix on any music video clip in the app and choose from four options for creating your own rendition of the accompanying clip. So you have the option to just take the sound from the video and use it in your short. You can create a short alongside the video so you and your friends can do choreography side-by-side side with the artist. They call that Collab. There's also green screen, so you can use the video as a background to your short and film yourself real-time reacting to your very first listen and then finally cut so you can cut five-second clips and add it to your short and then relive it as often as you like, according to the article.
0: That is so sweet. (laughs) I was in a chokehold by the delivery driver dance-offs on TikTok a couple weeks ago. I'm sure you guys didn't see it. No. No. All right, well...
3: Getting into more boring matters because nobody <laughs> listens to social. Anyway. I'm listening. It's my favorite segment. Meta begins testing fact check markers on threads. So it's expanding its fact checking alerts to threads, mirroring what they already do on Facebook and Instagram. Right now it's in limited form with the fact check alerts matching content that's been fact checked in its other apps. But it says it will be adding specific threads tags too. And so it looks like when false information gets called out, it'll pull up the source of where they think the fact check is coming from or where the real information is. I don't know. It's I in a different I smell political ad season coming, yeah. and I don't <laughs> uh-huh. like it. Uh-huh. All right. And Instagram is piloting background editing tools and in-stream ordering. So these are two new features. First, backdrop. You can automatically identify and remove the background of a photo, and it allows you to pick a new background from a carousel of options for stories. The man in the example looks like he's taking a selfie, but his arm looks huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just crazy end. perspective. But it's a
0: little scary. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And the person should charge their phone. It's at
0: 19%. <gasps> oh, no. Stressful. Yeah. At
3: 7.02?
0: You got hours well, left, buddy. He-, he is in a national park, so. <laughs> or is he? Do you think he's with Greg in the Grand Canyon? <laughs>
3: Alright, well the next uh example is also uh interesting. So the second feature is in stream ordering allows creators to create a product link in their stories and receive orders directly from it. So in the screenshot it looks like they're selling bras.
0: So ladies' night here on marketing. <laughs> yeah, and
3: yeah. <laughs> and then there's a link to but buy an elegant taupe. Why You're something. such a boob. <laughs> Thank God Greg is in
2: here. <laughs> And that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for working hard or hardly working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad or otherwise. Okay, working hard for me this week, he's not working this week, but I just have a lot of respect for Greg Finn. I don't know how the hell he reports on 75 million zillion trillion organic stories and still has brain cells left to do actual work on a recording day. I just am really feeling it today. I don't know. Great work, Greg. Yeah, he really does Mm. work hard for this show. So thanks, bud.
0: Hardly working for me this week was Canadians. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out, Julia. She made that joke. Um, Okay, so Monday was President's Day, but I didn't realize that Canada recently added a family day. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we have B2B accounts that just dropped off a cliff. Canada and U.S. on Monday, they celebrate the family, man, like nobody went to work. Yeah. Good for Canada. Mm-hmm. Every day should be family day. Um, But anyway, just being aware of those holidays, I think, is really important. And we have been caught by surprise a couple of times, which we shouldn't be. So we are going to add reminders to our calendar for all of those bank, hol- bank holidays because it's really important to stay on top of it. Great idea. All right. And working hard for me is the Google Chrome extension, Just Not
3: Sorry. And I have been writing more emails lately. It catches you when you say the word like just or sorry or, you know, it it tries to encourage you to speak with authority and from a place of expertise. Mm-hmm. Like I think it
2: catches yeah, it, I think yeah, a yeah. lot too.
3: Like we know you think you're saying it. Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: good. I, I like think. that one too. And now for this week's
1: Cool tool.
2: As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners and is really, really cool. All right, this week's Cool Tool is a guide, so come along for the ride. It is an article called Not Just a Pretty Graph, How to Use Screaming Frog Visualization Tools. It is a wonderful resource, not only outlining the visualizations available in Screaming Frog, which some of y'all didn't even know existed, right? I didn't. Consider me surprised. <laughs> but the article also includes practical applications and examples on how to leverage each. So if Screaming Frog is a tool you already use, don't snooze on this one. As always, we will have the link in our newsletter as well as on Discord. That's newsletter and community.marketingclock.com, respectively. So pick your poison and check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced so in-depth, so detailed, that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show.
0: This week's must-read marketing article of the week is another fantastic post from Glenn Gabe over on the GSQI blog on gsqi.com. This week he is talking about how to find Google notes for your website and what those notes could signal about quality, UX, the ad experience and more. So ICYMI Glenn describes notes as essentially a global commenting system that can appear in the search results in Discover and now while browsing a web page via SGE while browsing. It enables anyone that's part of the experiment to post a note for a specific URL and read notes from other users. We don't know if this is going to stick around. I don't think Greg wants it to. Um, But Glenn is always looking on the bright side. So for better or for worse, he is telling you how you can use these notes to get some clues about what people are liking and not liking about your website, which I think is a really nice idea. He says, quote, this is just another mechanism for understanding user happiness. I love Glenn. I like that. That's a really nice way to put it. Yeah. So be sure to check it out over on gsqi.com or we will have it linked in the newsletter, show notes, everywhere. Some people would say pick your poison. And now on to our playlist of curated songs to work to. You can head over to playlist.marketingaclock.com to listen to Marketing a Playlist. This week I will be listening to You're Losing Me by Taylor Swift. Getting into the tortured poets era, I think. Aw. Jess?
2: Um, not quite tortured, but I guess it's a sad one. Dosed Red Hot Chili Peppers.
3: And I'll be adding Lisa's by McKee. All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Thanks for listening. Miss you already. Can't
2: wait to see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingaclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we cover. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join.
0: Welcome to this week's shooting the Heck. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just shoot the heck. A little peek behind the curtain. Uh, Greg Finn usually plans shooting the heck. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do, I guess it's a draft. This was an idea from Julia behind the uh, table this week. Is that what we say? Running She's, the board. She is running tables. the board. Yeah, running yeah. the board. She's taped this week. Thanks, Julia. This is everyone's favorite game. It's kind of like a draft of what we think you would need if you were in the Grand Canyon on some kind of backpack expedition, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Have either of you ever been to the Grand Canyon? Yeah. Yes. You both have? Yeah. What? Haven't you? <laughs> no, we were just talking. I was asking questions. You didn't answer any of my questions about like what you
2: might
3: need about refilling your water bottle. I mean, I didn't go camping there. Yeah, I stood at the top and looked down at Griswold's It's very style. like commercialized okay. at yeah. the top. But if we were going to hike down to the bottom, that's entirely. So you've yeah.
0: never been to the bottom? No. Is Greg going to the bottom? Is that where he's doing his presentation? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a computer on here, so I hope not. Okay. Who's going to start? Nicole. I'll start.
3: Okay. (laughs) So I will be bringing a value pack of extra spearmint gum. Ooh. Like, you know, we might be limited on food. We might have to ration a little bit for however long we're going to be at the bottom of the canyon. And you just want to, like, chew on something. Yeah. Yeah. And it freshens your breath. You're probably not brushing your teeth twice a day. Helps you
2: salivate if you want to conserve water. Yeah. I like that. I put on here donkey snacks because (laughs) if we get (laughs) trapped or stranded, I want a way to lure a pack mule to me so he can carry me up. What are the snacks? I don't know. I got to look
0: that up. Yeah. Carrots. Brain carrots. (laughs) Donkey Snacks. (laughs) It sounds like a brand like Pirates Booty. stay <laughs> <laughs> off brand. I need something to do, so I'm gonna like download audiobooks onto mm-hmm. my phone and listen to <laughs> some content, or I would not survive.
3: What happens when the phone dies?
0: Well, next round, oh. it's not gonna die. Well, it's your turn because oh. it's a serpentine. I'm bringing a phone charger. <laughs> For the walls with the outlets, <laughs> no, like a an external one. As mm. soon as I get any kind of service, I'm calling my mom to pick me up. I'm going with wet wipes because
2: you're oh. in the desert and paper dry skin, yes. and never mind like pooping. Uh oh. you just want to be clean because you're not showering. This. You are not coming? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got you covered. If you need to wipe, wet
3: wipes, Nicole. All right. Unlike you, I'm going technology free, but I still want entertainment. So I'm going to be bringing Cat's Cradle. <gasps> and then
0: if we need rope for something, we can use that. That's excellent. But you can't do that on the go, right? You'd have to sit down. You do like the. You just kind of
3: do it with your
2: hands. It's like a finger thing.
0: Okay. Play it. I just thought we were trying to get out of the canyon. Oh, I thought oh. this we were planning a trip.
2: I think between the three of us, we're going to be okay. If any of us go alone, we're
0: screwed. Nicole gets another pick.
3: Um, I will bring water and a water bottle filter or yeah. some of those tablets that clean the water. I'm... My first two were impractical. This one's going to be practical.
0: Greg would bring. He he always talks about those life straws. Yeah. Oh yeah. That filter the water yeah. while you drink. Yeah, yeah. I'll just give you that answer too because it's a boring one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jess,
2: um, I mean, we're. I didn't have this on my list, but I think it's obvious we're going to need sunscreen. I I had it on mine.
0: Yeah, it's very important. Yeah, I think so. I need like a change of shoes if I'm walking all day. Your feet hurt. I know from Disney World. It's true. Even you, good you, shoes. Yeah. You yeah. need to change your shoes halfway through the day. Even if it's a pair of flip-flops just to take a break, you need it. It's better than nothing. Um, and then food-wise, I'd like a good uh, Nature Valley protein bar. I
3: have in those. The ones that crumble? No. no. The ones that we have upstairs. Yeah, yeah
0: with like the chocolate on yeah, the, the bottom. Butter. Mm-hmm. Anytime we do an Instacart order, it's like You need a Nature Valley protein bar on hand at any time for survival. That is my breakfast every day. I love it so much. You threw me under the bus. Matt was like, are these the ones? You were like, yeah, those are the ones she likes. Well, what about we? I mean,
2: because I didn't want to make it about me. You requested them, and those are the ones that you like. You like them, too. I love them. I bring my own. I eat them in the car. I can't wait to get here. (laughs) Okay, so that's my whole list, right? How many are we supposed to do? Oh, yeah, that was four for you. You can't have
0: more than four. Well, I only have three, so I go.
3: Yeah
2: someone else. I don't want to go alone. I'm bringing someone else with
3: me. Ooh, that's a good answer. I'm going to say a hat to protect <laughs> from
0: the sun. That's pretty good. You're so pragmatic. Okay, so we have our full lists. So mine is audiobook, I guess my phone goes without saying. <laughs> External charger, Nature Valley protein bars and a change of shoes and socks.
2: Just throwing that
0: in there. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Mine is someone else,
3: sunscreen, wet wipes for your bum, and donkey snacks. (laughs) And mine were
0: gum, cat's cradle, water in a water bottle filter, and a hat. Okay, well, let us know if you think we would survive the Grand Canyon. We'll see you next week.
1: It's officially marketing o'clock, settle in, sit back, keep it locked.